0: And I believe that that's really why you're here Christ died for us
1: History Makers
0: Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with Roger Ramos Who is the missions team leader from New Hope Las Vegas And we're going to hear a bit of his story today How you doing brother? I'm good, thank you Great to hear your voice, mate. Now, uh, you've been uh, out here in Australia with a team of 18 from New Hope Las Vegas. We're going to hear a bit about your mission trip, but let's find out your story. Where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in uh, Hawaii. Okay. What part of Hawaii? Uh, The main island of Oahu. Oahu. I've been there before. Love it. And uh, tell us a bit about your family life. What was your parents like? Did you have a religious upbringing at all?
1: I I, I grew up Catholic, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's all I knew um, for the ma- major part of my life, growing up Catholic, going to Catholic church with my, um, mm-hmm. my my parents. Okay. And then what about your career? What did you do when you finished school? Well, after I finished cl- uh, school, I went directly to the military. I joined the United States Air Force, uh, where I was there for uh, 21 years.
0: 21 years in the yes. Air Force. Okay. And tell us about your faith journey. Was there a, a born-again experience at some stage?
1: Yes, there was a born-again experience for, uh, for me uh, while I was growing up. You know, I was uh, living the life of um, uh, gambling, uh, drugs, um, uh, pornography, womanizing, uh, all that kind of stuff. I was surrounded by that kind of um, environment and that kind of people. And um, I just needed to stop mm. uh, my life wasn't going the right way I wanted to, and my life-changing experience was going to a Christian church. That's where I found God. What, which church was that? That was at actually um, Word of Life, uh, Hawaii, in Honolulu. Mm-hmm. And what was it
0: like when you first walked in after you know, being raised Catholic, used to a conservative kind of a mass service? What was it like going into a, one of those Pentecostal churches, and was it mind-blowing? It
1: was was mind blowing because I, you know, it was um, going from a Catholic church where they were very religious in uh, all that they did, and stepping into a Christian's church, it was um, like everyone was um, happy-go-lucky, hugging, kissing, and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't used to that kind of environment, so it it kind of it was a culture shock for me.
0: And what age was this when you first went to this church?
1: I was, um, I was in like it was like right after uh, high school. So you 17, 18.
0: And did you come to Christ
1: straight away or did you just
0: go to church for a bit and check it out?
1: Well, um, I accepted Christ, but I didn't follow Christ. You know, I just accepted him, but, you know, my life was still, um, you know, uh, living, um, uh, (laughs) I'd say, sinful life.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. And tell us a bit about uh, your uh, faith journey from there. Uh, Did you have these addictions throughout those years and how did you— Reconcile that with your Christian faith.
1: Yeah, so I had, I had all of these addictions throughout my years. So I finally got serious about it when I, I married my wife, uh, Myra. And, and this is back in uh, 2003. So we went to a marriage counseling class. And that's when um, uh, the the pastor who's uh, overseeing the the counseling class said, "Okay, if you want to um, live the straight and narrow life, you know, according to, to what Jesus says, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that." So I said, "Okay, uh, I'll do it." You know, so um, I made that commitment and did it, and I got married to my wife. Then um, we had uh, we have three beautiful kids. Uh, we lived there uh, for the uh, for like thirty something years. Then we moved to Las Vegas.
0: Okay, so you had a gambling addiction, and you moved to Las Vegas. Yes. That's like a carrot before, before a rabbit. That's like, you know, Temptation City, isn't it? They call it Sin City.
1: Yeah. So how did you – why did you move there? I, I was working for um, the Drug Enforcement Administration at that time back in Hawaii, and um, our budget was about to get cut. So uh, I needed to look for a job. So I put my resume out in the Internet, so I told my wife, okay um, – Whoever's going to call me first, that's where we're going to go. That's where we're going to relocate and all that. And lo and behold, uh, Las Vegas called, uh, the Nevada Game Control Board called and offered me a position. And I was telling my wife, you know, wow, I got a a job offer in Las Vegas. And that's uh, the gambling mecca of the world. And I'm a gambling addict, you know, how am I going to do this, you know, so my wife said, you need to pray about it, you know, maybe you need to reconsider if we need to move to Las Vegas or maybe stay put here in Hawaii, so I, I, so I went through the interview, and, what, and during the interview, um, the, uh, the, the person who was interviewing me said, enable for you to get the job, there's one condition, you cannot gamble, that was the light for me, that I knew that God was calling me to there because I have a gambling addict and I go to Vegas to live and work and I cannot gamble. So that was a confirmation.
0: And so now your job is to investigate anyone involved in the casinos and the gambling industry and expose any injustice that you come across that, so that so you, so you you're now from being a gambling addict to being the main guy in the worst gambling city in the world you know exposing the darkness that, can you just do you pinch yourself sometimes and go, where? How did I end up here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's a crazy ride, you know. I would never have thought that I would be doing this, you know. But I, I guess it's like a healing process along the way, also. That's say, hey, I've been there, you know. I, I know what gambling is all about, and now I get to regulate it. I get to put um all these people who's um who who's not following the law, who is um who is cheating and all that stuff. I get to say, hey, you know if 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 you don't do this you know you you you're not going to get a gambling license if you don't do that you, if you don't do this then you, you might you might end up in jail
0: and and let's just talk about gambling for a moment i mean in australia it is a horrible uh, crisis in, in australia uh, there's been stories of uh, husbands and wives that will leave their kids in the car park with the windows down a little bit and just leave the kids in the car to go in and feed their gambling addiction and and kids Some kids have died. Like, it's been horrible, you know. Um, I've heard other stories of people who go into their slot machine and they wear adult nappies Mm -hmm. or or what do you call diapers, adult diapers, you know, because they don't want to lose their spot because they want to go to the bathroom um, and and lose their their slot machine. I mean, really, and people, as soon as they get their paycheck, they just go and blow it straight away. I mean, it is a horrible addiction in, in Australia here. And, you know, there might be people listening now that have a gambling addiction,
1: what's, what's your advice? My advice to those people who have a gambling addiction, you have to look at, the, at it this way. Gambling is not guaranteed. No matter how you look at it, no matter how, how you think that you can win the big um, megabu- megabucks as they call it in Las Vegas, but you know what, it is not guaranteed. You know, the only guarantee you have is in Jesus Christ. He is our provider. He is more than sufficient. He is more than enough. You know, I I came from that lifestyle, and I gave, gave up gambling, you know, to follow Jesus. I have I have so full fulfillment in my life because of that I don't need gambling anymore Gambling does not fulfill me God fulfills me. Mm,
0: So good mate And the other thing that uh, you're involved with is uh, New Hope Las Vegas Uh, Your church uh, goes out on the streets and cares for homeless people Tell us what kind of uh, mission you guys do on the streets there
1: yeah, so every month on a monthly basis, every second Saturday of the month, we go to the Las Vegas Rescue Mission and the Shade Tree. The Las Vegas Rescue Mission is a homeless shelter for um, uh, adults, uh, children of, of- of all kinds of uh, uh, addictions. So we we go over there once a month and feed them. And also uh, another one is a shade tree, which caters only to women and children of uh, domestic abuses and all that. So we go over there and feed them as well. We minister to them. them. And um, on the third Saturday of the month, where we get to partner with Curbside Community Center, that's another outreach we do that we go actually out to the streets where the homeless live and feed them, minister to them, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Mm, such a great ministry. The other thing your church has been involved with is caring for people after the Las Vegas shooting. And I know one of your team uh, was actually working on the night of the shooting at the same hotel where the, the shooter was shooting from. Uh, I mean, it was horrific loss of life. Uh, tell us how your church responded after that terrible shooting.
1: Yeah, so soon after the shooting, I'd say like about maybe two, three hours after the shooting that we got word that there was a shooting and a mass um, uh, a fatality over there, we deployed uh, the, the whole church, New Hope Las Vegas, deployed teams out to the area and started praying for people. We started praying for people, and this lasted like for a whole month and a half. So we went out to the site where the shooting was. We prayed for people. We uh, provided them water. We even provided them food and just to comfort them and say, you know, you're not alone. You know, we are here. We are here representing Jesus Christ to say, you know, God loves you. He comforts you, and you know, He gives you
0: peace. Mm, So good, mate. Now you've been out here in Australia. Uh, witnessing on the streets, you've been singing in churches, dancing. Uh, I think there's been about 30 people come to Christ uh, on the trip uh, so far. It's been amazing to see what God's been doing. Uh, You've got a heart for missions. Tell us what other nations you've traveled to on mission trips.
1: Yeah, so previously we've um, done mission trips to Mexico. We've done um, Mexico numerous times and along with Mexico we've gone to the Dream Center at Skid Row Los Angeles We've done that numerous times as well. We've been also to the Philippines, we've been to Haiti, we've been to Peru, and and now we're here, you know, in Australia. Mm. And tell us a bit about the
0: response. I know a bunch of the the team have been out doing street evangelism, and I know that you visited the Reto Drug Rehab. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've been in schools. I think there was about 10 kids that came to Christ at one of the schools the other day. Um, How are you finding Aussies are responding to the
1: gospel? They're responding very well mm. you know, it, it, it caught me off surprise That, that so many people Are re- very receptive In uh, accepting Jesus Christ here uh, Just like the other nations That we've been to before In, in the past I mean it, They're very re- receptive mm. When we talk about Jesus And, and uh, how Jesus you know, accepts, accepts you No mm. matter who you are No matter what you did in the past you know, He's there for you yeah. Because that's the love that's good Of Jesus Christ
0: now, I heard you preach recently and really enjoyed your message at New Hope Church Brisbane, uh, and you shared a bit about how when we are followers of Christ, when we are disciples of Christ, we have delegated authority to go and share the good news. Jesus said, I give you all authority. All of, all authority on heaven and earth is given to me. I'll give it to you. Go and preach the gospel. And you likened it to your... Um, discounts you get as a navy guy or <laughs> <laughs> uh, an air force, guys, air force sorry, guy sorry not a navy guy so when you go to disneyland you get a discount H- how much do you get Is that, It's up to 50% off that's pretty good and i don't get to, i don't get a discount if i go to disneyland but if i go with you you can get me a discount.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you go with me, you can get a discount because it's not because of you, because it's of me. You know, at Disneyland, you know, if you don't if you don't show them an ID, a military ID, they don't know you, but they know me. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: that's the same.
1: with Isn't Christ. It, yeah, it's the same with Christ because you're affiliated with Christ because of your association with Christ. You know, you are a living sacrifice, just like how Christ was. So you are a living sacrifice of God, and you are a child of God being associated with God.
0: Yeah, so true, so good. The other uh, analogy you gave during your message was about football. And you talked about the Brisbane Broncos, the best team in Australia. Uh, But in the States, you like uh, this funny kind of football, American football, gridiron, I think we call it over here. Uh, But you talked a bit about the referees. And uh, you you liken that to a a biblical example. What was the example?
1: The biblical example, like in in the in Greek, the word authority. There's um uh, many uh, variations of uh, uh of the word authority, but the the most common one is dunamis. Okay, dunamis is where we get the word dynamite from, explosive power. Okay, just like how the football players are. They have the explosive power. They can knock you down. They can put you out and all that stuff. But the referees, you know, they have this uh, another power called exousia. Exousia is the authorized power from God. So no matter how strong the the, the players are, the the referees can just take out their yellow flags and stop the game in an instant because they have that exousia power. You know, the, the players have the dunamis, but they are trumped by the exousia power, the authorized, full authorization power of God. And that's what we have. Yes.
0: Jesus said, I've given you all authority, uh, that exousia to go and do the same things he did, heal the sick, pray for people to be delivered of demons, uh, to uh, lead people to Christ, the same things the disciples did. We have that same authority. Yes, we do. And just like the referee has the authority to stop the game, we can, we can stop the devil's game. Come yes, on. Yes, I'm preaching now. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, mate. Well, it's been so good to be able to uh, have you with us here in Australia. Uh, before we go, the most important question I'd like to ask is, you know, there might be people listening that don't know Jesus. There might be people listening that don't know the gospel. Uh, would you share with us what
1: is the gospel and how do people respond to it? The gospel is according to uh, the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the only way to my Father in heaven is through me, Jesus Christ. So how how do we get to Jesus Christ? In a nutshell, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Saved. Meaning if something happens to you tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, we know without a shadow of a doubt that you will be in heaven with our Almighty Heavenly Father. So I'd just like to say this right now. If there's anyone out there and, and, and that's listening right, right now that wants to accept Jesus in their life forever, you know, just repeat after me like what it says in the book of Romans ten nine. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And just repeat after me. I confess. I am a sinner. I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, as I also forgive those who have done wrong to me. I truly believe you sacrificed your only son to die on the cross for me. And I also believe that you rose him from the dead. From this day forward, I declare my mind is renewed I am a new person I surrender my life to you and I ask you now come into my life and be my Lord and my Saviour forever in Jesus name if you had prayed that welcome to the body of Christ come on amen
0: thank you so much we've been talking to Roger Ramos from New Hope Las Vegas and if you prayed that prayer and you would like a free Bible uh, History Makers would love to send you a Bible from the Bible League. Uh, send us an email info at historymakersradio dot com. That's info at historymakersradio dot com. We'll send you. We'll mail out a Bible to you for free and some information about following Jesus. Once again, you find all the details at uh, the History Makers website. Just search History Makers Radio, and you can find all the details. We're also on social media. You can contact us through Facebook, or Twitter, or Instagram as well. and make history.
1: History is...
0: This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the Church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au Station Sponsor
1: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au